to episode 25 of the Caesar Show. Back at it again. Um, you know, last week's episode was really, really great. Uh, just to recap you guys on episode 24, I have my boy, a.k.a. my cousin, uh, Purvis Lateron, who's a, you know, D1 guard for Air Force Falcons located in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, very live. You know, we talked about, you know, his transition from high school to college basketball, bouncing that and whatnot. You know, it's pretty cool because he actually used to get coached by David West for the Garner Road Bulldogs in North Carolina. So it was cool, you know, to have someone on who actually like knows the NBA players. So that was really, really dope. Uh, you know, we addressed several topics, you know, you know, the poor referee officiating, OKC hitting the stride finally. Uh, James Harden, you know, having an injury. You know, Gilbert Arena just talking that crazy talk about Kawhi saying he's not great. I don't know what he was smoking. Uh, then, you know, obviously the KD versus Brian, you know, topic that's, you know, the, the topic of discussion in the league. Uh, the return of Curry, and we just had way much more. Obviously, the main focus was on, you know, Isaiah Thomas returning back. Um, but, you know, that episode was great, and this one's going to be even better. Uh, episode 25 is going to be really great. You know, I got my boy Manny, who I knew, I think, since my junior year of college. And I don't even know how we've be, we been getting a vibe. Maybe we started hooping together or we met each other from a mutual friend. But, you know, the love's always been real, you know, and I see his passion and what he does. And he's that type He's that type of person that's a go-getter. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Manny fresh how y'all doing how y'all doing good people how you doing manny man it's been a while i haven't seen you in the brick man what you been up to been low man i've been grinding um i've been out here um training these kids um i coached last summer and i coached summer before that so yeah just trying to become a student of the game and the teacher of the game as well yeah yeah so 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 tell the audience are you are you coaching aau like what exactly are you doing so right now, I'm just strictly training right now. Um, last summer, I coached for Team Loaded 15, uh, Richmond, Virginia. And then the summer before then, I coached for Cap City Ballers. So it's been a progression up. And then um, I met a lot of players, a lot of coaches along the way. And um, right now, I'm just in, in route and trying to get um, a graduate assistant spot from a major university. So that's that's the goal right now. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I remember when you first started off, uh, and basically you said it was like a big learning curve, you know, with actually like coaching kids. Just talk a little bit about that. Well, first things first, when when you go into coaching, like you start to realize that it's only like 50% basketball. Other, <laughs> the other stuff is just administration stuff, trying to make sure money's straight, trying to make sure everything else is straight. Um, a lot of it is just relationship building. But coaches, like, when you can tap into a player and know them and they trust you, that's when you get the most out of them. And um, I learned that as a coach. So I think I think that's the biggest thing. It's just it's a relationship process with each one of your players and then as your team, as a collective. So that's really what I learned 
when it comes to coaching. Like, it's only really 50% basketball. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, because I, I can only imagine when you play, you know, when you play high school ball, y'all were running. So, you, you do you have your, your kids running all day? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> nah, for sure, man. If you mess up, you're on, you on the baseline, man. And I had tr- plenty of drills I had to do back in the day. Oh, so, man. Yeah, they, they only get half of it. I, I bless them. I spare them. They only get half of what I used to do, but I got, I got drills for them if they mess up. They'll, they'll hit some suicides here and there. Mm-hmm. And just talk a little bit more about that player development thing you're trying to do. Um. So really, um, yeah, just player development, just individual training, group training. That's what I've been focusing on for the most part. And um, I just really want to give back what I really didn't have. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know about the game till later on till I actually stopped playing and just watched and sat down for myself. And um, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge I can give back to these kids, whether it's little or big. So I just want to give back in any way I can. That's what really made me want to do this training thing. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, obviously, you, I know you see those kids that are go-getters when I say that. You know, kids that they'll go above and beyond, you know, just to be the best person they can be, best player they can be. And you, I know you have some lazy kids, too, who you see probably have that talent, but they're not fully utilizing that. So how, how is that? Um, at the end of the day, I know it's old and cliche, but you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, there's only so many things you can do for the kids, but you can't put your soul in them. It's if they really want it or not. And some kids, at some point in time, they turn it around, and some kids don't. It's just, it's really up to them. I just give them all I can. And I tell them, like, I, I tell them this every time I come in the gym, that, like, it's literally a blessing to come in the gym. Like, you should be grateful every time you step in. Because as you get older or just life happens, some people don't even get the opportunity to touch a basketball. So I'm saying, like, that's I try to remind them of that every day. And then also that not only thousands, but millions of kids now around the world play basketball. Mm-hmm. What's going to separate you from the kid across the street or the kid that plays in China every day? You know what I'm saying? So... It's a wake. I try to wake my kids up. I think that's the biggest thing. When you're young, you don't realize. You think you have all the time in the world. But I really try to wake my kids up yeah. and be like, "You got to get it now." Got to do it now, yeah. cause they. I know some of them are gonna go on to be great, and some of them are just gonna, you know, lament about the past so much. Yeah. Damn, Manny, Coach Manny was right. You know, we should have, you know, been going above and beyond. We should have been doing those extra steps to, you know, get better. So, yeah. that that's that's very interesting. That's very interesting, man. And you know, with, uh, as far as like your social media and whatnot, uh, what's your IG and what's your Twitter and all that? Uh, Instagram, Black Zach Morris. Um, Twitter, same thing, Black Zach Morris. I haven't been doing what I wanted to, like, training-wise with my, like, pages. Honestly, like, I'm trying to take my social media route and just turn it to somewhere else. Like, I feel like nowadays people just use it to flex. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're not using your social media platform to, like, boost your, like... Promote your own brand, essentially. Yeah, your brand or, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not trying to use it to build yourself personally outside of the social media realm, yeah. you got a dumb phone. Yeah. That's what the, yeah, I've heard it, like, I heard it before on the radio, and I've, that's what I've been calling it. If your phone is not either A, making you money, B, making you a better person, or C, trying to better someone else's life, it's a dumb phone. Yeah. It's not, it's not useful. I agree. I agree 100%, man. But, you know. With that being said, let's get into the hot topics for today. 
first, you know, we got to talk about your squad. <laughs> Team Blake versus <laughs> Team CP3. The other night, the Clippers played the Rockets. Clippers actually surprisingly won 113-102. I think they're on a six-game winning streak right now. Um, and that was Chris Paul's, you know, first return back to, you know, the Clippers in L.A. Um, you know, that they, I think they had a little tribute video for him, too. It seems like there's a lot of tribute videos going on. We're going to get into that a little later. Um, but it was a chippy game, you know. There was, there was jerseys pulling. Uh, I heard, I mean, not heard. I saw Blake Griffin's, you know, his jersey got ripped. Uh, Austin Rivers was talking smack there. <laughs> Beverly was talking smack, too. Eric Gordon got the ball threw at him by Blake Griffin. Chris Paul calling CP3 the B-word. Like, it, it was very intense, man. It was crazy. And, and if the playoffs stopped today, Houston will be the number two seed, and, and, and the Clippers will be the number seven seed. I think that'll be that'll, that'll be a live that'll be a live ass series. But what are your thoughts on the game before we get into that little locker room skirmish? Well, um, Chris Paul, like I heard just just like from rumors that he's not the always the most likable person anyway. So him leaving and him coming back, I just knew there's gonna be trash talking here and there. Heard Blake Griffin, he's not. He, he can be the, a sour dude as well, so I'm saying, like, when you put all those things into consideration, and then the number one thing I think that set it off the most is that Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers. <laughs> it, I, understand, I understand what he's going through, because it sucks. He's a grown man. This is a grown man, a grown-ass man, but he's still playing under his father, and he know people going to let him hear it. It's almost like lunchroom... You know how you go to the lunchroom when you were in middle school? Mm-hmm. If you had something bad that someone could talk about, they were going to rip you for it. Yeah. They weren't going to let it go. And the NBA is the same thing. Trash talking is in a whole nother level. So he's going to hear it. And the, and the funny part is, I think what set it off the most is that he wasn't even playing. And he still was trying to talk trash on the side. And mm-hmm. that he got he got hurt that he was, a, you know what I'm saying? He's still like... Daddy's little. Yeah, he's still, Still, daddy's little boy. You know what I'm saying? Like his dad gave him 44 million dollars. I think. So I can only imagine what kind of words are being exchanged back and forth. And then I guess Austin Rivers said something that he shouldn't have said, and it touched all the Rockets players the wrong way. Yeah. So he wanted to go through the Underground Railroad, the Harriet Tubman joint that Chris Paul let him through. Yeah. Try yeah. to whoop his ass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So apparently, with that story, for my audience members who don't know. Clint, he made Chris Paul has a secret, I guess, passageway to get to the Clippers locker room, and what he did was, I guess, Trevor Reza uh, wanted, you know, to talk to to Austin Rivers because they both had a little, you know, a little talk going back and forth. I think it stems from a few weeks ago when I think James Harden was actually playing and Chris Paul was actually injured. And I think. I think Austin Rivers went for damn near like 30 against yeah, him. He was just frying him. So I think it was tension built up from last game. Um, but anyways, they had Clint Capella go to the front and distract him. No one knows what was said in the locker room, but it looked like people about to square up. I feel like Trevor Reza came and pulled up on Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers was quiet. <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing, for once in my life, I finally agree with Charles Barkley for once in my life. I finally agree with Charles Barkley. I don't think anyone was really truly about it, cause back in the day, I see you can watch it when you come through um, my cribs too. See, like on my fire stick, mm-hmm. I literally have NBA fights. Mm-hmm. It would just have fights. Yeah. <laughs> There's at least like at least 20, 30 of them. Yeah. They didn't really talk too much. If they were really about it, they're gonna swing. Like mm-hmm. Charles Oakley and Charles Barkley, there wasn't a lot of words exchanged. Like if they wanted to fight, they would. There was they were getting the record. They were getting the record. They didn't waste no time. But um. Yeah, I don't think no one's really about it. 
the fines, they would have to pay this, that, and the third. I don't think no one was truly about it. It was just fear tactics and just talking shit. Well, could you also argue back in the day there was no social media? Now I think that the NBA is... I honestly think it's the most popular sport in the United States right yeah, now. Down, um, so. You know, they obviously invested billions of dollars with these new TV deals and whatnot. Yep. So I think a, a lot of times they can possibly want to be about that life, but at the same time, they're trying to protect their brand, their image, um, and, you know, players get fined a lot of money compared to back in the day. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, the sensitivity level's at an all-time high. So, like, it's almost like you're walking on eggshells if you're an NBA player now. And not only are you a basketball player, you're a role model, and you are, like, you're an icon. You're, like, people look up to you. As you said, I think basketball now is probably one of the most watched sports in the U.S. right now. So I'm saying people are looking to you at all times, 24-7, on and off the court. So you, there's there's only so much you can get away with, and I know these NBA players realize that. So they're real, they're real, real careful on the way they approach things and if they want to fight somebody. That's why I don't think you see a lot of fights nowadays because they know the severity of it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> and with that being said, you know, uh, James Harden did return um, the other night. They played the Timberwolves. I actually thought the Timberwolves were going to put up a better fight, but Rockets won 116-98. Let's get it. James Harden returned. You know, he played limited minutes, was 3 of 15 from the field, finished with 10 points and 7 dimes. Um, you know, it, it makes sense. When you when you get off of that, when you get off for a little bit and you come back in the game, you got to get adjusted to things. So I'm absolutely confident within the next game or the second or the third game back he's going to be fine um but with that being said are the rockets a threat they've, they've been a little shaky up and down i remember before james harding got hurt they were like on a five game losing streak but there it seems like they're figuring things out again what are your thoughts on the on the rockets right now and and, and if they played the clippers in the first round it was just they're on pace to how'd that fare out I mean, it would be a very, very chippy series, but at the end of the day, just matchup-wise, I'd feel like we'd win that that series in six games. It would be a six-game series. But I really, truly believe that we'd win. Just matchups, hands down, like, just going through each lineup, I think we just have more firepower. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there's their roster has been up and down all year. It's just, yeah, I'm surprised they're still in the playoff run. I think they just got it figured out. I, I like how Luke Williams actually nah, is the starting point guard. That's what it is. That's what it is. Scott, Luke yeah. Williams is on some... Some other seems like he's been, he been chained up, right? He's been yeah, chained yeah, up. Nah, it looked like Doc Rivers yeah. just finally let him go, and he's off the off the chain. I think he should be all star, to be honest. The way he's been playing, but the thing is, he hasn't had enough starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he started from the jump yeah, till now, was, yeah, the way he started 2018, if it was like this in the beginning of the season, he's an MVP, not an MVP. Let me chill out. He's a he's an all star, <laughs> he's definitely an all star <laughs> up and down. Nah. If you haven't caught, caught a Clippers game and caught Lou Williams play, catch and play, man. Yeah, the He's Clippers stupid. Yeah, the Clippers are actually kind of exciting to watch now. So yeah, you know, with Blake back, with Blake back, you know, Beverly is Beverly done for the season? How how is that? They say he might be able to come back from the playoffs. Mm. But to answer you the question you're saying, um, yeah. if they went into the playoffs, how Houston fared? I'm not fully confident in my team yet. I just I need more better fourth quarter execution. Mm. I feel like the shots we take one through three shouldn't be the shots we take in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. A lot of quick threes, but we're only down two with like two, three minutes left. Just just rush shots, not rush clean shots. Like everything does, doesn't look clean in the fourth. I feel like we just need to clean up our fourth quarter basketball. Mm. And I feel like it'll change. 
I agree, I agree, I agree. But we're going to see what's up with that. You know, All-Star break's right around the corner. That's when, you know, teams actually hit their real stride. So, uh, I think Houston's good where they're at now. Um, And when the time comes, we're definitely going to see. Moving on. You know I'm a Spurs fan, so I got to bring the Spurs up. (laughs) That's just a given, man. But Kawhi Leonard got hurt yet again. Uh, if, for those of you guys who don't know, Kawhi was battling a quad injury. The quad injury actually started in the playoffs. No one really knows that. And obviously, he got hurt by Zaza Pachulia messing up his ankle and whatnot. Um, he was clear to play. Everything was healed. And once he got in training camp, he re-aggravated his quadricep. Um, and he basically missed, like, the first 20, 25 games. Came back. Uh, you know, it was on a minute restriction, didn't play any back-to-backs. They had some, like, injury program they were doing. And then we came out with news a few days ago saying that Kawhi re-aggravated that quad. Um, and it's crazy, you know. Um, you got someone who arguably last year, this past year, has been a top three player in the NBA. Um, and it's just a shame to see him out of the lineup again. And, you know, I don't want to be that person to wish anything bad, but... And when people He's been kind of injured These last actual couple years You know last year was actually Great year He played about 75 games Which is great Um, But before that I remember He had like an eye problem uh, Shoulder problem Always had a quad problem He broke his finger One year I remember I was watching the Wizards game To see the Spurs play He couldn't play Because he broke his finger So it's just a lot of these things Adding up And I just don't want him to be like a like a Derrick Rose who constantly you know. God, I don't want to be a Grand Hill either you know just constantly being in and out of the lineup but you know maybe the Spurs know something we don't know maybe they just they just want to see how how it works out maybe they just want to get maybe they just want to get Lamarcus all just mentally ready but I believe <laughs> what I truly believe is that every time Kawhi has came back mm-hmm. he hasn't been at a hundred percent it oh, might sure. be seventy five might be eighty five. Yeah. But it's never been 100%. Mm-hmm. I think he's just been too eager or too in a rush to play. He needs to make sure his body like is fully healthy. Yeah. Because when you, if you consistently watch these NBA games and you really follow these teams, you'll truly realize, like, yo, these dudes play a lot of basketball. A like, lot, a lot. These dudes get tired. Like, they're still human beings at the end of the day. Like, I get... If I'm in, the, in Carey Street four hours, bro, <laughs> I come back and I'm stiff for, like, the next two, three days. These dudes have back-to-backs, like... They feel it. So I'm saying, I feel like with Kawhi, he can't just be too eager or too in a rush to play because his team is that great. Mm-hmm. They're still going to be fine regardless. Yeah. And then when it's playoff time, he just needs to come back. Maybe play the last 10 games of the regular I'd season. i say last 10, 15 games. And then just be ready to play when it matters. Yeah, because if without him, we could possibly even lose in the, <laughs> in the first oh, yeah. round. Uh, that's how great of a player he is. You know, like he said, you know, we have a well-knit team, uh, great system intact with the best coach in the NBA, um, I think of all time, and Coach Popovich. But, you know, we can only go as far, and, and I'm still not convinced what LaMarcus Aldridge can bring to the playoffs. So that's a huge if factor for me. Uh, but, you know, Kawhi, you know, take your time, come back, and we'll see where we go from there. Um, moving on to the next topic, the Cavs are in a midlife crisis. Man, it's it's, it's just been a little crazy because <laughs> like it's the same news, same news, same news. It's been the same news the last you know two years in January. They hit a little funk, and then LeBron starts to whine, and he's pretty passive aggressive. So he always argues about he argues to the media about how he needs help instead of directly going to Dan Gilbert, and he puts pressure on Dan Gilbert. But aside from that, the Cavs um, they won last night, one hundred four, one hundred three 
three. They actually blew like a 20-point lead. D. Rose returned back. I think he scored about nine points, 11, nine and 11 points in like like 13 minutes, which is really good. But before that, they were on a four-game losing streak. They got smacked by the Timberwolves. They got smacked by the Raptors. They blew the lead against the Pacers, and they got destroyed by the Warriors. And And right now is just crazy because going into the season, when I saw that Kyrie Irving got traded, um, you know, they, they actually got more players back. You know, they got Jay Crowder. We thought he was going to be that that stretch forward, that Draymond Green type of role where he's going to defend multiple positions and basically help guard KD when LeBron's tired, you know. And also, IT I came back, you know. I thought IT was going to be that person to definitely, you know, take some offensive load off of LeBron. And obviously, he's a small sample size because IT's only been, what, played five games. But he's still a, still a liability defensively. The dude's only what five nine. He's five nine, um, and they really when I be watching those games, they be going at. Him. They be going at him like, and 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 what sucks is. Kevin Love's playing the five two. He may be the worst five rim protector of all time. Like, no, for sure. It, it's it's actually sad. You when I was I watching, blame, you know what I blame for all the the um just the Cavs dynamic. Mm-hmm. I blame Ty Lue. but then you can't blame Ty Lue too much because. Driver's keys are in LeBron's hands. I blame LeBron. He's the GM of the He's team, the essentially. GM. He wipes the floors at night. <laughs> he coaches, and then he plays. He's your starting three. So I'm saying, like, when LeBron has that much power, it takes away power from everyone else to do mm. their job and do it effectively and do it 100%. Now I guess we see why Kyrie want to go. One of the reasons. And the thing is, too, like, Kyrie is just a realist. Yeah. Let's be real. I'm saying this is my true standpoint on the NBA. They're giving us nice subplots to look at, but at the end of the day, we know the Warriors are probably going to win in five, six games max. Uh, better than last the year. The way they're constructed now, 4 1. Yeah. If the Warriors are serious, 4 zip, but it's LeBron James, so LeBron's going to win you at least one. Yeah, but I'm saying the, the Warriors' record doesn't say so, but I truly believe they're better than last year. And the reason for that is. They play better defense. They're already a good defensive team, but now they're a great defensive team. They're showing we don't even need to put up 100 points to beat y'all. Yeah, and KD's taking another step into that defensive stardom. He's, he, he may win defensive player of the year, too. And I'm saying, if you have a player that can score at that magnitude, that can possibly get defensive, yo, like, it's not fair. None of it's fair. And it helps that when you fair. have four of the top 15 players who are still in their prime. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> it's really not fair. It just looks like they're going to do it again. I really don't see the Cavs competing with this team. Like, you can't keep going through these woes again and then expect some Cinderella magic pixie dust to happen in the finals to get you another a championship. It doesn't work like that. I I definitely agree now and, and, and now they're talking about They're trying to get a rim protector They're trying to get a DeAndre Jordan And this rumor that actually came out today They're trying to get George Hill as well I guess because he's a two-way type of player um, What do you think the Cavs need to do To at least have a fighting chance To, you know, compete with the Warriors Because they, like, going into the season I'm like, oh, they have depth, you know Like, they literally have 10-11 men deep But with those 10-11 men they either a little past their prime Or they're just old They're the oldest team in the NBA um, what, what do you think they need to do? They need dominant bigs They need dominant active bigs That can guard all five positions The only player that would be meaningful That I think would give even a fighting chance To win the championship Is Anthony Davis Oh, for sure It's Anthony Davis He's going to Celtics though <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying but No, I'm saying whatever team he goes to He's going to give them a fighting chance To win a championship Whether it's the Cavs 
or it's the, um, the Celtics for yeah, The like, Celtics are really one piece away from like, yo, just contending for it and winning the whole thing. Oh, for sure. I think Anthony Davis would be that yeah, pick. Yeah. And I, I know, uh, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they come, if they try to get him before All-Star break, because if you can trade someone who gave your blood and sweat and tears to that organization and his sister dies and you just... <laughs> And you just trade them away like that? Nah, what know, what makes you think they they won't trade like They'll do it again. Gordon Hayward, their draft pick with like Marcus Smart or some shit like oh, that? Oh yeah, especially the way Jason Tatum and um Jalen Brown is, yo, like, yo, they're way ahead of schedule. Yeah. They're way ahead of schedule. So any the way Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge showed me like, yo, he's a cold dude. Like anyone's on the chop block. Yeah. He'll do what he needs to do. So that's how it is. That's how I would be too. It's a business, yeah. It's a business. And, and and that's the same reason why the Clippers never progressed because you gave Doc Rivers the keys yeah. to coaching, the keys to be a GM, and he got too in love with his players. Like he, he needs to put the the emotions aside from yeah, basketball. He had, he had the exact opposite problem. He was way too emotional, way too invested in his players to the fact where they couldn't even move on as fast as they needed to. We all knew that the Clippers, that lineup was not conducive to championship basketball two years ago. Especially with that Spurs series. Mm-hmm. That's when we knew. We should have tossed that out the window after the Spurs series. <laughs> that fluke game, man. No, that's like, yeah. So, yeah, Doc was way too emotionally invested in his players. But, um, yeah, man. Anthony Davis. <laughs> Anthony Davis. <laughs> Anthony Davis, man. That's all I'm I, I mean, I kind of... I kind of want to see him and DeMarcus Cousin coexist at least to see what they can do in the playoffs because they're on pace to be the 6th through 8th seed, and I think they'll be a, a crazy threat in the first round. Nah, they would. It's just, I don't know. That just... That dynamic over there in New Orleans, too, is just... I think it's great. I, it, they... I think they're great, but I don't like the how the team's constructed around them. I don't really like Alvin Gentry like that. No, nah, the thing is, Gentry's never seen anything. He's never had to coach a lineup like this. He doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say it. As a man, I'm saying he can't say it because that's his job on the line. Obviously, he won't, but he doesn't know what to do to make these players win games with this kind of lineup. Mind you, they're dropping the numbers. Yeah. Boogie is averaging over 25 and 10. Anthony Davis is dropping over 25 and 10. This, they are the two, these are the only two front courts to ever do that in NBA history. Mm. The NBA has never seen nothing like that, but they can't win basketball games. And Alvin Gentry doesn't know why. It's like a formula he can't solve. Mm. Interesting, interesting. But AD, you got a few years left on that contract. Hopefully yeah. someone can come to terms with that. And yeah. you need to get the heck up out of there because you are one of the best players in the world you are that type of like Manny say you're that type of player that if you go on any given team you're gonna give them a chance um and you, know I, this, you know what the sick thing I heard was what? I heard the Warriors had a possibility of getting AD I saw some Instagram <laughs> posts about that how would they even make that happen they don't, don't even have, they don't have no money for that bro they they have the highest cap in the league no Cavs do they do? Yeah. All those watch players. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know. The way the NBA is constructed nowadays, I don't even feel like any team really has a cap. If they have the bread, they, they will throw it. They should just be no, no salary cap like the MLB, I think. Yeah. But. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see on that. Moving on. Um, the truth. Paul Pierce. Uh, <laughs> old man Paul Pierce 
Career averages, you know, being in the NBA, 20 points per game, six rebounds, four assists, logged over 26,000 points, uh, had one hell of a career with the Boston Celtics, uh, literally been through the, the woes and been through the great times, um, won a championship for them, when, I think, was it two or three finals appearances? Was it two finals appearances? With the Celtics? Yeah, they played the Lakers twice, right? Yeah. Yeah, they played the Lakers twice, so he definitely uh, been through thick and thin with them, and, he, and I think in February when he plays, when the... When the Cavs go back to Boston to play them, he's going to have a tribute video, basically like a Paul Pierce night. Um, but the thing is, you know, IT, feeling like a little brat, uh, decided that he wanted a farewell, not a farewell, like a tribute video, um, you know, because he... You know, IT, he was there for two and a half seasons, but he, you know, once that big three got cut off for the Celtics, he essentially put them back on the map. He made them, you know, have that winning brand of basketball. So I can see, you know, why he would want to tribute video because he, he basically, he, he put the, like I said, he put the team on his back. Um, and he really, he, he was like a young AI over there. Um, and I don't think it's too bad because at the end of the day, like, Paul Pierce can still have his night. It's just a two, three-minute video clip. Nah, 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 nah. I understand exactly where Paul Pierce is coming from. <laughs> if you're going to give me my night, give me my night. I gave y'all years of service in the league. I gave you like, especially the Boston Celtics. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, he's probably one of the best players to wear that white and green. So I understand where he's coming from, like, give me my night. It's just funny how IT... Happened to have a tribute video on the same night, on the same given night. That's kind of funny to me. But um, I can understand where the beef and the clash is going to come in, and I don't know how they're going to solve it, and I feel like they're going to keep beefing for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, IT, like, you just got to give it a rest. Like, at the end of the day, you got to know it's 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 a business at the end of the day. Like, if you were in that position, too, you would probably trade yourself um, if you want to <laughs> win trade to keep it a stack. <laughs> If you try no, if he's if he's Danny Ainge, I'm trying to say if you're Danny Ainge, you're gonna do what's best for you. Um, and who would not? Who, I think 100 percent of NBA players would take Kyrie over Isaiah. I'm not. I, that's the thing. But the thing is with it, like you gotta understand from his mind, like, like oh his yeah, mindset, like honestly, like, and that's the thing that makes him so great. That's why he puts up these numbers. Yeah. Every time we've gave him like a expectation, he's overmet that expectation every mm-hmm. time. That's the only reason why I said the Cavs are going to be able to compete in the playoffs and in the finals. It's because of him. Dude, yeah, even if you were looking at the game when they played the Warriors, like, I think it was the fourth quarter when the Warriors had Curry and KD out and then the bench just went crazy. But for the most part, they were actually able to, you know, keep the pace up with them. Um, and IT, IT's not even fully healthy yet, so we really don't know what a, a healthy Cavs looks like yet. No, nah, we don't. We don't. But at the end of the day, we know a healthy Cavs is still a old Cavs team. Old. <laughs> it's still dinosaur old. Yeah. So we're going to see. I don't even know if all of them are going to be able to hold up for the playoffs. I'm scared. D-Rose just came back. Uh, you know, he's made a glass. Love D-Rose, but he, his body just... His body just breaks down. Yeah, it's um, time to give it up. It, and there's been reports that his hip's still a little sore. We'll see how that fares yeah, he's out. Still saying he doesn't have his legs all the way under him. So. Oh yeah, you can definitely see that last game. Like his his, his shots were a lot of those shots were short. Flat, yeah. A lot of those shots were flat. But like I said, it just comes with timing, man. And and and, and it's still a little too early to tell. But out of these last couple years with this January funk with the Cavs, this year I'm just like, yo, like this one's ugly. 
This one's if the bro. Celtics make a slight trade, LeBron might not go to the finals this year. Nah, nah. That's that's facts. And that's facts, see? That's that's factuals. <laughs> LeBron might what's it been like seven appearances now? I think seven or eight. He might not see a finals if Boston makes one more key pickup and they keep winning games like this. Dude, even if they had Gordon Hayward, yeah, I think they'll beat him. Yeah, mind you, like if, even if they don't make any pickups, there's still reports that Gordon Hayward can come back at the end of the year. How scary is that if he just comes and he comes off the bench for them? That would be very scary. That's that's the thing, like that's 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 what's gonna separate the Cavs and any other team in the East right now is they're too old and they need to stay healthy. If they don't stay healthy, it might be an ugly playoffs. LeBron might be very worried and you might see him go out of there after the season. Oh, you can't even... And it's not even like about the whole ring chasing, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like, I mean, obviously you want to chase rings, but you, you, he got to find a way to beat the Warriors. <laughs> no, it's, it's, the it's, it's the trend of the league. No I mean, one thought gonna, KD yeah. was going nah, to change the whole the landscape. No, nah, he stacked the deck. He stacked the deck way too hard. And the thing is... We're always going to bash LeBron. Oh, he's going here, there, there for rings, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, Jordan never, ever, ever, ever had the experience. Four All-Stars yeah. in their prime. He never had Top to go 15. Through, he never had to go through the types of teams LeBron did. I'm not taking nothing away from MJ, probably the greatest to play ever, period. I'm going to say that. But he never had to deal with the tribulations and trials that LeBron had to go to. And that's real. Uh, T. Stephen A. Smith today on the first take was saying... LeBron might be in that J.O.S. type of debate when you just keep going to finals and you can't win. I think J.O.S. was one of nine in the finals. One of nine is record. You see, and that's a, you can't compare him to J.O.S. We know we can't do that. At the end of the day, the least anybody could ever do to LeBron is make him top three. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you can't do that, you just you don't watch enough basketball and you're disrespectful to the game. Because mm-hmm. he does everything on the basketball court. If we're talking about individual Individual player and their greatness, individual standpoint, he does everything on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. You have to give him that respect. Top three at least. But I wouldn't compare Top to Top two. <laughs> yeah. Top two. And it's crazy. He's in his, what, 15th or 15th year? Or 15th season. He's 33 years and old. And he's still the best player. Like, that's kind of, like I was saying in my last episode, that's kind of a disgrace. And like, that's, and that's why <laughs> I think we, like, we, sh- like, we shade LeBron so much because he's just shown his greatness for so long. Like, kind of got born. Yeah. Because the thing is, he didn't, he showed his greatness for so long, but he, like, he didn't have that championship to boot. Like, Mike always had that championship to boot. There's literally nothing you could really say wrong about Jordan and his legacy. Mm-hmm. All the way up until he w- started winning rings in that six years, like, where he won championships, you couldn't take anything away from him. But with Braun, you can always say, well, he didn't win this year. He didn't win that year. But the thing is, like, it don't matter how great you are, you need a great supporting cast to win. And that's what I always say. So you can't, can you really fault him for all those L's? The only L I hold against him, when he played the Spurs back when he was a little kid, when he beat Detroit, you weren't going to beat the Spurs, let's be real. He should have beat Dallas. No, we'll always, no, yeah, we'll always. He should have beat Dallas. I'm so mad about that. When you have Jason Gidd carding you a lot of times, uh, if it was LeBron now, because I feel like his game is nah, he's fully evolved. developed. He's fully if it was LeBron now, they would definitely beat them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, nah, he knows too. LeBron knows too. He should have won that series. Mm. But, like, yeah, at the end of the day, that's the only one I can truly get mad at him for. And as you said, see, like, when I'm starting to look at individual players, I started to rate championships, like, less, less down the line. Mm. Because when you look at every championship team, they at least had three to four players that could rock. Mm-hmm. 
probably Hall of Famers. Yeah. On each mob. When we talk about Boston, we glorify Larry Bird. But look at all the players on his roster. He played with three or four other Hall of Famers. Larry Bird alone played with three or four other Hall of Famers. When you have players like that backing you, sometimes you don't even have to play your best and you can still win games. Yeah, and we see that with the Warriors. Like, Curry don't always have to go out. Katie had, I think, like 10 shot attempts the other night, and Clay went for 37. When you have, it, it's just crazy, man. Like that's, that's the thing. Like that's, that's why people need to stop saying these KD-LeBron comparisons. LeBron is still better. Switch them two players right now. Warriors are still the best team in basketball. Oh Cavs are still struggling. Let's be serious. LeBron will end up with eight rings. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, like, we got to be like, let's keep it a whole stack. Like, we're talking about individual players. LeBron still has to do more, and he carries, and he still does it. And he still produces for his team. Without LeBron putting up crazy statistical games, they like, lose. they don't win games. They don't win games. KD can drop 12, and they can still beat a team by 20. That's true. Even with Belt, even with the Celtics with Kyrie, Kyrie's not even always a man every night, but his team is very well coached. Yes, that yes. He can be 5 of 18 one night, and they still win by 15. Yeah. So, it's just crazy, man. Um, I kind of I kind of wish... I don't really like LeBron as a GM, man. Like, he, he, he has the idea, but... When it comes down to it, his teammates are never really there. We need them. That's why I kind of like Pat Riley running stuff in Miami. I like that, too. I like that dynamic, too. Dan Gilbert don't know what he's doing. Tyron Lue just has that dumb look on his face on the sideline every time. He doesn't want to make decisions for the team. They really just make LeBron make tough decisions. Whether it's the players or the coach, two other people in that whole organization need to step up and be like, yo, we're going to take more responsibility. LeBron, relax. Learn how to be a teammate and not my leader all the time. Mm -hmm. That's the only way. Like, I don't know. I feel like they definitely need a new coach, for sure. Because yeah. Tyron Lue's not it for championship basketball. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I agree, I agree. Last topic of today. Um, the All-Star starting five got revealed the other day. And on the West, we got... Curry, who had the top votes for the West, and you had Harden with Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and Boogie Cousins. And then from the East, the top vote getter was LeBron James, followed by Kyrie, the Greek Feek, Joel Embiid's first year, and DeRozan. Now, before we even get into the East and the West, uh, a few years ago, Joel Embiid <laughs> took it upon himself to go on Twitter <laughs> and say to basically to Rihanna, yo, like, I'm trying to have a date with you. And Rihanna replied back with, make the All-Star first. And we'll see what happens from there. Now that he got an all-star, Rihanna, what's up? <laughs> and it was funny because he got interviewed yesterday and basically he was like, yo, I'm I'm beyond that. Like, I don't even care anymore. How you feel about that? <laughs> Play the smart, young man. You know the game. Don't Welcome seem pressed. To the game. Welcome to the game. He knows it very well. And I'm saying, honestly, that's probably how he truly feels. If you didn't want me then, why do you want me now? I was never a lame. I yeah. knew what I was. Yeah. Hey, and then he ended with, I'm still trusting the process. Trust the process, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's pretty dope. Um, I actually, I'm not even mad at the starting five. Uh, I think Curry deserved it. Um, he just put up, he just, he just, he's been going crazy this year. Um, even though he hurt his ankle for a little bit, like even when he came back, just then averaging 35 points a game. Uh, KD, like we said, he's on another level. He's really up for debate if he's, you know, 1A or 1B as far as being the best player in the world. Uh, AD and Boogie are probably the two best big men um, in the game right now. And, and 
and Harden is looking like an MVP candidate. Um, it's a shame he might get robbed again this year, uh, but we'll see what's good with that. And in the East, Greek Freak's been doing crazy numbers. Kyrie's in a new system. He got Boston at number one, uh, finally getting his group together. LeBron James is going to be LeBron James. Like like we said, we just become so complacent with his level of greatness. We kind of take it for granted. Um, and and B's actually been the most dominant big man in the East, so you can't really argue with that. And DeRozan has... Toronto, the number two seed, I think they're only a game or two behind Boston, and he's actually expanding his game, shooting threes. So, nah, nah, yeah, we 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 see what we're gonna see what happens in the playoff first. But what are your thoughts on uh, the East and West? And um, I'm kind of blown that they they're not making this televised. Like as far as like I, I envision them being like like LeBron and and Curry being like at a podium and they have different names up there and they just choose a name for the starting five or I mean their whole team. So I wish that happened, but it, I guess they're gonna do it in a private because players are sensitive and some some players you know just gonna feel some type of way. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? Selection process is very, very sensitive, so I don't think they would ever really televise it. I'm not too mad at that. Um, I remember they said the captains were going to pick the whole lineups. So when they put out the starting fives, it kind of confused me how the rest of the um, rosters are going to go for both sides. Like, I don't know whether the captains are going to pick out the rosters, because if that's the case, I don't got Curry picking Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? And then if they do, if the captains do pick the lineups, that would mean, that'd mean like it's a mashup of East and West players. Yeah, so like, yeah. It's, it's mad confusing. Like, yeah, how, it how, to be more clear on how the selection process is. Yeah, yeah, how is it East? Yeah, like you said, how is it East versus West, but there's going to be West players on the East and East players on the West? I don't know. They, they didn't really fully explain it. I feel like the um, commissioner could have done a better job explaining this. Or maybe they just, instead year. of Team East versus West, it's probably like, Team Black versus Team like, that even, oh, that's no, kind of yeah. controversial because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you saw the jerseys that got revealed though right they're kind of yeah, they're kind of yeah. icy but like yeah what do you say you can't you can't be you can't say Team Curry versus Team Braun like, I don't want to I don't like that either so they they definitely got to go back to the drawing boards you know this was a good experimentation but I think they're gonna I think yeah just need to go back to the basics East versus West best out the East best out the West keep it moving because yeah. the way they set up the playoffs it has to be the same if they're gonna do All Stars yeah. And that's, I think that's the, that's the fundamental rule right there. If you're going to make it East versus West, when it comes to playoff standings and then who plays in the championship, it should be the same thing in the All-Star. Mm. There's been a little conspiracy theory saying if LeBron James ended up going to the West, they would just take off Team East, Team West. Oh, no, no, no. Like, no. LeBron is like probably one of the only things left just holding the East together. Yeah. Like, it's just him and a whole bunch of toddlers that are just learning to find their way in the league. And then, mind you, if you go to the West, everyone's seasoned vets, ready to go, MVP candidates. So if Braun ever went to the West, like it would just it would change up everything. If I was a commissioner, I'd have to change up the way I'd set up playoff bracket basketball, because no one in the East would be able to contend with anyone in the West, and we know this. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. Um, it's gonna be. Hopefully, it's competitive this year, man. Like, I think be. I, I hope it will be. The, the fact that they're choosing their team, like, let's 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 be real. I kind of want to see Russ and Braun play together, <laughs> going against That's KD and sick. Steph. I've never seen nothing like. And that. with the Greek freak, <laughs> just OD athletic on one no, side. That's what I'm saying, Kyrie's not about the garbage. He's gonna hoop too. So I'm saying that's, it's still gonna be competitive. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be like an OD wash. Mm-hmm. It's still gonna be definitely fun to watch. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, we're definitely gonna see what's gonna happen with that. And what's cool is I think Migos are performing at like halftime or something, and they got official like theme song for the All Star game, which is pretty cool. Shout yeah. out to the culture. <laughs> Yo, Migos on everything nowadays. Shout out to Migos, man. They're really on right now. I've been following them since day one. Day one, day one. So seeing them glow up is a big thing. How long? You, how long they stay there? That's you know what I'm saying. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, man. For the yeah, culture. For the, the culture. culture but all right, Manny, it was great having you on the show. You know, we talked pleasure, to, talked a lot of basketball. You know, we got a little bit about your AAU team and other, you know, ventures you're trying to branch out into. And, and it's just always a blessing for you to, you know, be here. Now, it was a pleasure you having me, see, man. So, hey, man, if you want me to do another episode, man, it was fun. I'll do it again. For sure, for sure. When we get to video soon, we're definitely going to have you back on here, no man. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was episode 25 for you. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to follow me on all forms of social media, at SirCeezus, that's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S on Instagram and Twitter. And also, you know, go on that iTunes podcast, connect, and go on SoundCloud and follow the Caesar show. Um, make sure you subscribe and leave a stellar comment. Comment. With that being said, I'm out.